Welcome to the Link Adelaide podcast, today with another interview from a fringe artist from the 2012 Adelaide Fringe Festival. But before we do, this is probably the only spot I can do this. Um, I forgot to tell you, or I forget to tell you at the top of this interview, who it's actually with. Um, Matt Saracini from The Lord's Luxury was uh, kind enough to give me his time, so uh, here's a bit of a credit. Uh, Matt, this is an interview with you. And I am joined on the phone uh, by one quarter of the Lords of Luxury, one of the uh, the big name powerhouses of Melbourne comedy, coming to Adelaide for the 2012 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Um, how are you doing this morning? Oh, I am very well. I think uh, powerhouse is a bit of an overstatement. We're sort of a, a medium house. Oh come on! You got three big names of Brecky Radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah, medium names. Let, let's just concentrate on the mediumness. All right, all right. So you want to downplay the comedy? Uh, uh, no, the comedy is awesome, but you know, if you're expecting laugh a minute, well, you might get a couple of laughs a minute. Yeah. Now, is this um, uh, the same show that uh, you presented at the 2011 Melbourne Comedy Festival? Uh, the one coming to the Fringe has about three sketches from the Melbourne show, but it's mostly new stuff. Uh, we never we started with a podcast, yeah. and uh, because all of us had done a lot of audio before, we found it very easy to write comedy for for your ears. Uh, but not many of us had done comedy on stage before, so we learned a lot of lessons at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and we've taken the best sketches from that show and then written a whole bunch of new ones with those lessons in mind, so it's a whole new show. Cool. Excellent. Because um, I did catch the Melbourne show um, last year when I was over there working, and a uh, very, very impressive show. Um, oh, thank you. For for those who, for those people, obviously, you probably didn't, which is a lot of people in Adelaide. Um, it's uh, you know reminiscent of the really really old style comedy with you guys all in tuxedos, four man tuxedos, yep. red curtain in the background, very luxurious, which is perfect. Yeah, very. And yeah. um, coming out and doing some you know good old fashioned comedy. It's great. That's what it's about. I mean, what else do you wear to a night at the theatre other than tuxedos? So that made a lot of sense to us to to dress up and and feel luxurious just for an evening. I think it's all a bit of a a front, though, because uh, we're all hipster nerd losers underneath those tuxedos. But if we can have an air of mystery and luxury, we will take that air and we will project it out to the audience. But, um, yeah, that uh, we enjoyed that sort of vibe and that feel and that uh, escapism. And we're definitely big fans of old British comedy, mm-hmm. uh, which we can see in our show. Also, we're fans of new weird American comedies like Tim and Eric's awesome show and uh, Portlandia. And I think you can see that come through as well. Yeah, I don't quite know those uh, the, the newer references as well as the, the old British ones. But, you know, certainly you get, you get an air of... If, People want to think back to other things from the the British thing of you know early the Goon Show style mentality of you know you can very very easily imagine watching the show that it would be very similar to see you guys do the same thing behind a microphone when you were doing the podcast recordings. Yeah, and that and that's um, one thing that we learnt from the Melbourne show that the sketches that work best are those ones that are just good jokes, just good. Old style, uh, here's the setup, here's the premise, here's the twist, here's the punchline, get out. So yeah. um, you, you'll see a lot more 
of that sort of old-style sketch comedy in this show, but with a bit of a modern twist. And you're kind of surprised there isn't more of that this kind of stuff going on? You know what? It's strange that sketch doesn't really exist in Australia. Um, I think it comes from the way that uh, Australian, especially TV and radio producers, put together shows, which is they get individual performers and get them to work together, like they t- they say, oh, Mikey Robbins was good in this and Claire Hooper was good in that and Paul McDermott's good in everything. So if we put them together, we're going to have an awesome show. Now that works with something like Good Newsweek, but it doesn't work with something like Skit House. Uh, so um, what we uh, what we the Lords of Luxury love doing is going you know what's better is if you take a group of people, an already established group of people, and say, what do you guys want to work on? And that way you'll get a better product. But that doesn't really happen much in Australia. So uh, the more sketch comedy groups that work together for years and years and years and eventually get dollars to make whatever they want, the better. Uh, We're just one of the few that are out there at the moment. Yeah. Well, how how did all of you guys meet? And how did you get together uh, as a group? Me, Dan, and Luke went to high school together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we met on during a play we did in Year 11 uh, called You Can't Take It With You, which is sort of a play from, I think, the 40s or 50s. Um, you'll need a fact check that one because that could be wrong. But um, it, it, was a, it was an awesome little comedy play, and we all did that together. And uh, then we went to uni together and we wrote plays, uh, which are basically spoofs on um, TV shows that we watched as kids. So we did Smurfs the first year, then we did um, Captain Planet, and then we did Ninja Turtles. And this was before Hollywood remade any of them, so we like to think we were a bit ahead of the curve. (laughs) But um, they... uh, that we managed to turn our drama society from something that was making no money to something that was packing out houses every night just with these stupid pie in the face, pants down comedies. And um, then. No uh, one's anymore. Yeah, and that, so that was in, in Perth, in UWA. And um, then we moved, us three moved to Melbourne and lived in a house together, me, Luke, and Dan. And. Uh, it was during the Melbourne Comedy Festival that a comedian called Mark Watson did a 24-hour show, mm-hmm. which is basically uh, 24 hours of craziness. And uh, at that 24-hour show, which us three all went to, we met Paul, and we just realised that we had a similar love of comedy and that we wanted to do the same things, and it was kind of what we were missing uh, in our writing process. So... Um, he's a powerhouse of ideas and um, me, Luke and Dan have been writing together for ages so we got it down to a sort of art and he just added in brand new perspective which is great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and just to correct your fact, um, you can't take it with you, uh, open to the Booth Theatre on December 14, mm. 1936 and okay, so 837 performances. Yeah, it's a, it was an old play, but it was a, a nice little comedy with some really big characters in it. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. That was the first time me, Luke, and Dan ever worked together. Yeah, cool. And then, like, you you were lucky enough um, to work with Dan again on radio, and so you know you had you had a bit of the mo- the modern kind of um, people going. Yes, we can keep these people together and bring them in for a show. Yes. 
Well, we um, th- that was sort of the uh, the um, it was Dan and I's good fortune that we got to work together because we basically presented a show idea to Nova called the Action Battle Team, which was basically a night show concept that was based on comedy and weirdness and adventure and fun. And Nova went along with it for, for <laughs> probably longer than they should have. <laughs> no, but they went along with it for years. And Dan and I got to do exactly what we wanted to, which was instead of them picking individual performers and putting it together in a show, we got to say, this is a show we want to do. Do you want to buy it? And they did. So, uh, and yeah, Dan and I started a long career in radio there in Nights Radio in Perth. Yeah. And have you had a, have you ha- uh, had a lot of other radio people sort of come up to you during your time and go, say how jealous they are of the fact that you got to do kind of what you wanted to do for so long? Uh, well, let's just say I'm very appreciative of the fact that I got to work with my best friends. So, yeah. you, you know, it's not really work when you're just hanging out and cracking jokes with someone you know really well. So, uh, it's yeah, it was a, it's an absolute delight. No, absolutely. And... Um so you got obviously still working very very closely together as um, the four of you uh, on yes. Lords of Luxury material. Um, yes. The 2010 podcast that came out at the end of 2010 in yes. almost 12, 13 part series. Um, yes. A whole it was lot only of, uh, it was a six part series. The first, first series. And yeah, we had yeah. Sorry about that. Twelve. That's no, alright. Yeah. <laughs> um, ended up with a glorious cliffhanger. And yes. it's never been resolved. Yes. <laughs> yes, that, that is very <laughs> true. Um, I doubt it ever will either. Uh, we we do have a new podcast series planned, yeah. which will uh, come out at the end of this year. Uh, we just got so busy with our live shows that um, we ran out of time to do another podcast series. But it's written. It's basically what happened is as we were writing the live show, we we would write sketches and there's no way they would work on stage. So we just put them into a big file called podcast and uh, yeah, and it, it'll be back. The podcast will be back this year with some pretty wacky stuff in there. Basically anything that was too weird for stage. Because I think it'd be pretty hard because you had a lot of robot stuff in the yeah. podcast. But <laughs> yes. I was wondering when I was sitting in the audience before I went to see your live show, I was like, how on earth is any of that going to translate to the stage? And yeah, <laughs> it's too random. Uh, I, think, I think the answer is it doesn't really. <laughs> uh, you, we wanted to adapt some sketches from the podcast to stage, but the further we went into actually looking at the logistics of it, we were like, oh, this isn't going to work. We might as well just write new stuff. And we did. <laughs> Great. Um, so is this, uh, I mean, obviously you've, you've worked here for a year or so. Is this kind of your first live performance experience in Adelaide? Yeah, this will be the first time uh, I've got up on stage in Adelaide. Um, So that's what's very exciting because I loved the Fringe last year. It was my first Adelaide Fringe and I was just so surprised how um, well-organised and supported it is. I think it's actually 
got better audiences and better organisation and better publicity than the Melbourne Comedy Festival. And that's a big call for me to make. But um, I just think the Fringe supports new shows and new artists very well. I think Adelaide gets off their butts and puts them in theatre seats, which is really good. Uh, the city comes alive at night. There's all the pop-up bars and mm. venues. And I think it's just important that everyone supports the Fringe because this year they have more acts than ever before and they need to prove that they can um, hold that many acts so that the Fringe yeah. keeps going um, in this large capacity, which is what we want. We don't want them to scale it back next year because it was too big this year. Yeah. And that's just a matter of people uh, shaking the iPhone app and seeing a show that they've never seen before because that's how the best new comedy gets discovered. Don't, you know, buy your tickets to Will Anderson and Dave Thornton and Tom Gleason. Make sure you see those shows. But also buy a ticket to something that you don't know, that you've never heard of, that just sounds good on the blurb. Yeah. Because there is, like, as a, as a tech, cause I've worked, I've teched comedy festival over in Melbourne a number of years. There is nothing mm. worse than having to go up to your act and say, I'm sorry, we can't put the show on tonight. There is no one booked. And it's, ugh, it's a terrible experience to have to do that to someone. And I think Adelaide, I think Adelaide's better than that. I think, um, oh, yeah. we have enough people to go out and see these shows that no one ever has to hear that as a performer. Mm. And, you know, I think, you know, again, as someone from Adelaide who's gone over to work in Melbourne, the biggest surprise that I had going to a comedy festival is probably mainly because Melbourne is so huge that my expectation was that the comedy festival is exactly like the Fringe, that the whole city has this powerful vibe about it, that it's comedy festival, comedy festival. But really, you only get that in Melbourne around the town hall, whereas in Adelaide, you can't move without this general Fringe buzz happening around you, which is just so infectious. It's great. Yeah, it's amazing, and it's so important that we um, keep that up. And foster it and go and see comedy like the Lords of Luxury uh, on at um, the Adelaide Town Hall's Prince Alfred Room from the 1st of March through the 17th of March. Uh, yes. Tickets and all details are adelaidefringe.com.au and linkadelaide.com.au. Um, reasonable time show, you're on at 7.45 for an hour. Yes. So there's heaps yes. of stuff you can do beforehand and afterwards. Um, and you're in one of the big new hubs to the Adelaide Fringe in the Town Hall, which is awesome. And uh, there's a real life lion in the show, so absolutely a live sure lion. You, yeah, make sure you come for the lion. <laughs> that that's hilarious. There was a show. There was a show last year with a pony, with a uh, lion. No, this, this year this year's going to be better because we have the lion. I don't know how you can afford it, and you know, with what happened with Siegfried and Roy, I'm a little worried. <laughs> we don't know how we can afford it either, but it's there. Fantastic. Um, Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you and uh, I hope you have a very, very successful season over here in Adelaide for the 2000 and Fringe. 2000 thanks, mate. Uh, yeah, thanks, mate. I'll see you at the show. All right, mate. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye. For more on this show and 922 others, check our website, linkadelaide.com.au or you can find them all at adelaidefringe.com.au and for the latest news and info from Link Adelaide, be sure to like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Link Adelaide.